You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast. The voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Welcome to Industry Thought Leader Podcast. Stand out, be heard, influence. Want to influence real change with your message while become known as an authority in your field? Industry Thought Leader Podcast will show you how. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. And welcome back to another episode of Industry Thought Leader Podcast. This is brought to you by Podcasting with Purpose, helping you to stand out, be heard, become that influential voice in your industry with a podcast. And I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, the podcasting queen. Now, we have got another awesome show for you today with my guest, Johan Nogueira. Now, he is there. Before we introduce him and we dive into what I know is going to be an awesome, uh, awesome topics and, and diving deep, so make sure you go and grab pen and paper. Lots of content we'll be sharing. But if you're thinking about starting your own thought leadership podcast, but you just don't know where to get started, my 90-day idea to launch a thought leader podcast where we work together. It's an immersive program. We'll be launching your podcast in February 2020. Go ahead and register for that. The bookings are still open. The doors will close soon. Podcastingwithpurpose.com forward slash immersive. And of course, if you're listening or watching to the recording and uh, it's after that date, don't worry, pop your name on the waiting list there and you'll be the first to know when we're doing that. We run it twice next year as well. Now, without further ado, let me introduce today's guest. So joining me on today's show, as I've said, is Johan Nagara. Now, Johan, he loves building businesses and he thrives when he gets to work with amazing people, creating amazing results that have an impact on their lives and, of course, the extended community. Now, businesses, he says, makes this world a better place and with the right people, we can literally change the world. And on today's show, Johan's going to share 10 steps to becoming a $20 million company in four years. He's going to talk about how to dominate and become the go-to authority in your industry, as well, of course, as how to leverage the power of automation to be able to clone ourselves and so much more. Welcome to the show, Johan. Thank you for having me. Oh, look, one of the things that I love about you is that um, you've got so much insight and wisdom to share, but you're what I would call an, a practitioner. So not just an educator, but a practitioner who has implemented a lot of these steps and have learned a lot along the ways. And in actual fact, I was just talking to to uh, to someone on a podcast this morning. I said, um, if we haven't failed or if we haven't tried things that haven't worked, we often don't have the insights and the wisdom to impart with others because it's often in the learnings and the hindsight that we get our greatest ahas, and then obviously can share. Would you say that's a fair comment? Yeah, for sure. I've failed more times in the last month than most people have tried. <laughs> exactly, because it means you're trying. It means you're trying. So uh, look forward to all of the things that you want to share today. And of course, we are streaming live. For those of you who are listening to the audio only, uh, get on over to Facebook, get on over to Periscope. And if you've got any heads way into LinkedIn, can you ask them to please hurry up and push Anne-Marie Cross to the top of their list? Because we want to start streaming live to, uh, to LinkedIn as well. You've got 10 steps you want to share with us to becoming a $20 million company in four years. Now, I believe, Johan, this is really where your business, you, you had a, a SaaS company which really enabled you to achieve this. So you're not just sharing from something you've heard or learned, or but you've experienced. 
So uh, take us back to, to give us a bit of context. What was that company? And then, of course, we're going to talk about the 10 steps. So before I talk about that company, I'll talk about, I have another company, and it's a digital agency. Now, that took blood, sweat, tears, you know, to, to get it off the ground, to keep it going, um, you know, sleepless nights, all of those things that a normal business owner goes through. And, you know, this is, let's say, four years ago, we had a peak of 92 staff. So what? every time I was waking up, I had to feed feed all these people. Because if I didn't wake up, if I didn't go to work, if I didn't go close these deals, these people didn't get fed. And that puts a lot of pressure on a person. And it also takes a joy out of doing what you do. You know, yes. Most people get into business because they're passionate about something. And then the more the passion is there and the more results they're getting, they're so excited. But then once most business owners, including myself, when I had all of these other stresses of Oh my God, you know, I thought I was getting into this for freedom. I don't have freedom anymore. I'm on call 24 seven. I thought it was cool to build a global team, you know, so I, I was on call 24 seven, 365 days. So now putting that into context, that's blood, sweat and tears into that business. I then accidentally, so I was living in this building and in this building, they said it was the best building in, in Melbourne. Yes. I was like, oh, cool. That's pretty awesome. And um, every day I kept getting this piece of paper under my door. And the piece of paper said, hey, you, your windows are getting cleaned. Your carpets are getting cleaned. Twice a day, I'd get these pieces of paper with one sentence on them. You know, mm. your windows are getting cleaned, your carpets are getting cleaned. I'm like, oh, my God, what a waste of resources. Something must be broken. Turns out, a month later, nothing's broken. I've got an inch thick of paper sitting on my table with these one sentence. So I was still going, what the hell? So I went to the building manager and I said, hey, um, you know, how much is this thing costing me? He said, it's a dollar per sheet. A dollar per sheet, 500 apartments. Twice a day, two thousand dollars a day, three hundred sixty-five days, three hundred sixty-five thousand dollar problem. So I said, "Oh, why don't we build an app for the building?" He goes, "I don't know what that means, but you look like a software guy." <laughs> can you build me a building management system? I said, "Well, yes, we can do that too." Now, my agency—we've built stuff for the Melbourne Airport and all these other mm. cool platforms, so we could do anything, and we still can. And so from that, we went to Dubai, we looked at all the building management systems there, they, they lead the, the technology in that space, came back, reverse engineered what we had to, six months later we mm. had a product, presented it to him, loved it, he goes, this is amazing, let's show the owner's corp. So I go, cool, let's show the owner's corp. So we go, we present it, they go, we love it, we'll have it. And I go, oh, cool. He goes, while you're on a roll, he gives me a little nudge, he goes, tell them about your app idea. So I tell them about the app idea, they go, we love that, we'll have that too. I'm like, oh, cool, alright, so now I'm walking out of the building he comes running chasing me and goes hey you just made a lot of money i said yes i did he goes well i've got all these this portfolio of buildings why don't we launch this into all of them i said yeah sure why not he goes let's become business partners i said fantastic let's do it mm. so now two years later we've become business partners we've launched it into all these things he goes i've bought my farm i've got my river i'm gonna go fly fishing every day and i'm just gonna chill out i'm retiring i said retiring are you serious like we just we just started yeah. <laughs> we got it into like 30 buildings this is ridiculous he goes well we made plenty of money let's you know let, let's that be that i said no 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 we're just starting off anyway mm. so i bought the company off him and i'm sitting down and i said okay universe i need something you know i'm not going to go out selling these things yeah. and i get this call from this guy he goes hey johan um we've been trying to copy your software for two years we can't how about we partner up a joint venture i was uh, partner up and buy you out he said I said, oh, okay, interesting. So I go to meet him at a coffee and I tell him, you know, yeah, this is what I've got. He tells me that he wants to turn it into a $100 million company. Now, at that point in time, my mind 
could not even comprehend what a hundred million dollars looks like. Mm. I'd never seen those numbers before. I go, that sounds like a lot of stress and a lot of work. I've already got another company. I don't, not, probably not interested. He said, look, we don't build companies the way you do. We build companies with strategy. Mm. We don't, we're not reactive. Now, my first company I built everything was reactive, like most business owners do. Because mm-hmm. you just jump, oh, cool, I'll go do this, I'll go do that. Because the aim of the company is to generate $100 million and then we exit. And, oh, interesting. Step number one of our formula is mindset. Yeah. Where do you want to take your company? When you know where you want to go, the universe, your brain, everything else falls into place. Your, your subconsciousness finds mm-hmm. that exact thing that you want and filters out everything else. We knew that we wanted to take the company to $100 million. Step number two, yep. we wanted to learn who we're going to serve. So uh, mission, vision, purpose, everything was aligned with who we wanted to serve. So um, let's talk about real estate now. There's houses, there's dwellings, there's you know, three-story townhouses, there's apartments, there's hospitals, councils, all these things. Mm-hmm. So we needed to know who did we add the most value to. Turns out it was developments, you know, developments and estates and buildings because that's what we'd, we'd been doing. So we knew that these were the people we wanted to target. So our mission was to create smart cities, one building at a time. Our brand, so that's the branding is step number three. Mm-hmm. Our brand was green or is green. And the tagline says creating smart cities, one building at a time. So now anybody who's building a new building or building an estate, they want to be part of the connected communities mm-hmm. movement. And so they wanted to be part of the smart cities and the connected communities. So our brand would automatically align with what they were talking, what they were looking for. Therefore, so we have to step number three, the branding was all on point. So as soon as they saw that, they go, let's have a meeting. So that was great. Then we went to our online presence. Online presence, you know, the website, the mm. messaging, the brochures, everything was reflected exactly what we talked about. Therefore, it made their decisions much easier. Step number five, automation. So most of our processes are automated. This, this business took four between four hours to two days a week at its peak mm-hmm. of my time. So I thought that this was a, a, in what was going to be one of the hardest things I ever took on. But four hours or two days, not that much time. So we took that in four years and went to a $20 million company. We dominated wow. the industry. It was incredible. To me, I was just sitting there going, oh my God, this is, this is crazy. I'm enjoying this great ride. Yes. And at that exact point in time, this is now, let's say, a year and a half ago, Two of my friends committed suicide. Mm. Now, that just you know sort of just messes messes you up because you're like, oh wow, I was so busy doing what I was doing. Yeah, I didn't have time to sit down and because a conversation, communication can solve these things mm-hmm. with anybody. And if I had taken out the time, or if I hadn't made the time, or if I had listened or been present, I would could have maybe stopped that from happening. And so from that, I mean, holy shit, how many people? How many business owners go through this? How many people think about these kinds of things? It shouldn't shouldn't be because, as I said, business owners change the world. It's not the governments that change the world. It's us. We're the ones who do it. And what do we do? We create innovative children who then go on to be leaders anyway. Well, with automation, now we've had, you know, I'm on a phone right now using this technology and we're streaming live across multiple platforms. What an amazing, this is leveraging technology. Yes. What an amazing tool that we all have access to. Thank you, Steve Jobs. From you know, 2007, we've had this. Most people, they, they do the same things all the time. Mm-hmm. We can re- replicate our top sales agents in terms of the video and then stream that or send that directly to our target clients. Mm-hmm. It's common sense but how many people actually do it? And it doesn't even need to be done well these days. People prefer video that it's it's not professional. 
Yeah. If it looks professional, exactly. your brain automatically goes, they're going to sell me something. Mm -hmm. If it's, hey, I'm here, you know, just wanted to say hi. Authent authenticity good. is so important. Scripted out of the door. Number six is sales, compounding your sales. Once you've got somebody with their credit card out, the hardest thing is to get them to get their credit card out. Once they have the credit card out, they're happy to spend more. So this is where you upsell, downsell, cross-sell them. And if you've ever bought a car, if you've bought a house, if you bought anything, you know, that's the point where they go, hey, do you want the extra tinting? Do you want the luxury one? Do you want the sports one? Do you want the wheel shining? Do you want, you know, monthly maintenance? Whatever it is. So that's why the upsells, most people, again, in their businesses, they don't have those simple, would you like fries with that? Yes. And if they did, their bottom line would increase by 10, 20, 30% for every transaction, depending on what they offer. So that's compounding your sales. Once you've compounded your sales, by this stage, by the way, so steps one to three are your foundations. Mm -hmm. Steps four to six is the growth phase. That's where your, your company is in a growth phase. Mm -hmm. Steps six to nine, you're in a scaling phase, a magnification phase. So now when we go to step number seven, you're not, you're not working in the business anymore. You're working on the business. Mm -hmm. So now step number seven is scaling. Scaling is policies, procedures, systems, turning your business into McDonald's mm. so that a 15 year old could run it. Now, most people, they think, oh, no, 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 you, nobody else can run my business. I'm the only one who can run my business. That's a problem, you see, because especially with all the baby boomers coming out and coming to their retirement age now, mm -hmm. they cannot retire because they don't have any policies, procedures, systems in place. And they are the business. Yes. And so we see a lot of these business owners coming going, I'm screwed because I haven't saved enough for super. I don't have enough cash. And this business has been my cash flow, all of those things. So right from the start, if you start thinking about anything that you do, if you start thinking about policies, procedures, systemization, it saves you a whole heap of time by the end. Point number eight is amplifying your tribe. By now, you're building up a tribe, a following of people who believe in what you do. And at this stage, you can now onboard 50 new clients. You can onboard 50 new staff. If you can't, you know, if most businesses, if I talk to them, I say, hey, I'll get you 20 new clients tomorrow. They go, I couldn't deal with 20 new clients. I'm, I don't have the staff. I don't have the technology to do that. Amplifying a tribe is very important. Amplifying a tribe is all to do with public relations, joint ventures, etc. because now you can leverage what you already have. Mm -hmm. One of my business partners, he has a skincare product, and he's just on a joint venture with 2,500 pharmacies in the UK wow. to get his, his products out there. It's a billion dollar company. Yeah, wow. <laughs> and you can do these types of joint ventures. So that's the Amplify Your Tribe part. Now let's go to the next one. The next one is called Dominate Your Industry. So by this stage, you are now in, at one of the top of your industry. How do you go to dominate your industry? Now there's so many different ways you can do that, depending mm -hmm. on your industry. So Dominate Your Industry is more industry specific, but it's focused around becoming the go-to person. How do you become a go-to person? One, you know, you're franchising. Two, mm. you're writing books, you're publicating, depending on what type of business. If you're in the services business, you know, books, they give you a lot of credibility. If you're in the food industry, et cetera, franchising and taking over other existing companies and branding it with your brand, that's how you dominate the industry because yeah. people see your brand everywhere. And then the last one is called Build Your Empire. Now, empire is whatever to everybody. Everybody has a different definition. To us, when we were building our empire, we were acquiring other companies that we could get access to their databases for. Yes. Complementary businesses that we could upsell, downsell, cross-sell into our existing client base and leverage so that we can get access to their database and mm. then sell the products from the other company to this one. 
Does that make, does oh, that make sense? M- makes brilliant sense. And I love, thank you for, for stepping through that. Now we get a you know fantastic concept. So Johan, where do you find in your experience with all of the businesses that I know that you've worked with and supported over the years, where do you find them getting most stuck? in one of those particular areas or is it that they try and implement perhaps one of those steps too soon and they're not yet ready yet because they haven't built the foundations what do you see as the most the most area where they get stuck step number one they don't have a vision of where they want it to go mm. now step number one even though i talked about it's a we were building a hundred million dollar company step number one is actually building your ideal life but if you don't design your ideal life so this actually comes from my wife when we got engaged, we spent three days writing out what our life is going to be like. Mm. She got rid of all of the dead wood in my life. You know, what our finances would be like, what our investments would be like, where were we going to travel, how were we going to raise the kids, all of these questions. Mm. So we literally defined our life. And then after we did that, then we said, okay, which businesses are we going to build? Between us, we own five businesses. Mm. So which business are we going to build that supports our ideal lifestyle? Yes. When you do that, now you build your business to support your lifestyle, not build your business. Too many people, 90, 95% of business owners, their focus is their business. Mm. They're focused on business so much, they give up their health, they give up their family, they give up a relationship. Next thing you know, they're 20, 30 years into their business and they haven't actually lived a life. Yeah. I think mindset and getting clear on that vision is so important because then we'll often find um, business owners and, and I have you know, noticed this myself in years gone by when I didn't have that clear vision, you'd go from distraction to reaction. Oh, this is really good. Oh, I'm going to do this. Oh, I'm going to do that. And you, you keep spinning your wheels, but you're just not building traction. Have you found that that often happens? It's a scattergun approach, isn't it? And nothing really sticks if you don't have that vision. We call it shiny object syndrome. It's, oh, I'm going to get on TikTok. Oh, I'm going to do this. I'm like, what? Yeah, so, so true. So I love those steps and they make a lot of sense. But first and foremost, make sure that we get really clear on that mindset, that vision to keep us focused. Let's talk a little bit about dominating the industry and becoming a go-to in that industry. What are some key things, again, that you see people struggling with? No matter how hard they work, they still struggle to get that thought leadership reputation. Dominating your industry. One of the the false things that we all believe is that we're in competition. I don't believe in competition. I believe every person that I interact with is my ally and not my competition. And so in the SaaS company, what we did is we went to the competition and we said, look, this is our product. It looks a little bit similar to yours, but it's actually completely different. Most people, when they see it, are going to think that it's like yours or yours is comparable, but it's not. But here's how we can work together. And so we'd show it to them and we teamed up with five other, you know, product suppliers who supply the same niche that we supply and we created one super offering. Yeah. Therefore, every one of us, when we were going, we were not only pitching our own products, we were pitching the other people's products and showing why it is one strong offering. Mm-hmm. It was peace of mind for the purchaser, for the end user, because they only had to buy one product and they were getting access to five. Everybody's prices were included in there. But everybody benefited because now everybody's sales teams turned into everybody else's sales teams. We use the power of leverage. So that's how we dominate the industry. And now nobody else can come into that industry because they don't have that super offering that we have. Again, I would imagine that mindset 
of individuals who have just heard you say that and thinking, oh my goodness, I could not do that. And the reason I say that is I had an interview with um, a professor in entrepreneurship and he was saying that when he compares Australia to other nations, Australia is very hesitant, even larger corporations, to collaborating and, and aligning. They well, they, we want to keep our ideas to ourselves. Have you found that to be true too? And if so, what what insights can you share? Because we need to break through that mindset of I'm keeping all of my ideas to myself. Amazing. So this is a point that I learned, you know, probably 10 years ago. And it is the difference between a poor person and a rich person. Now, when I define a poor person and a rich person, I'm not talking about wealth, although there is a correlation to it. Mm. A poor person has this attitude. Anne-Marie, I have this idea, it's going to change the world, but I can't tell it to you right now because you're going to steal my idea, so I'm not going to tell you. Mm. And then a year later, you come to me, you say, hey, Johan, how's that idea going? Oh, you know, we had some ups and downs and blah, 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 but I'm going to get to it this year. This is, this is the year. Okay, cool. A year later, hey, Johan, how'd that, how'd that thing go? Oh, yeah, you know, I thought about it and it's not something I want to do. So that's a poor person's attitude. A rich person, in the first 10 minutes, or first 20 minutes, whatever it is, in that first interaction with you, they will tell you all their hopes, dreams, and what they're going to achieve and how they're going to change the world. The reason is they tell you that in hopes that, one, you might be the person who can help you change the world, help them change the world or do what they want to do, or you might know somebody. So every rich person, rich mentality mm. that I've ever spoken to, they tell me all of their ideas, and the most, 99, actually 100% of the time, I go, oh my God, I know who you need to talk to. Yeah. You need to talk to da 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 and they can have which blah, 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 blah. So does that make sense? Uh, it makes total sense. And one of the things that I'm, I love that you've said, you know, there is no competition. There is so much business opportunity for everyone. You know, everyone brings their unique style, their unique approach, their own story, their journey to the conversation. And, you know, um, you might be offering similar services, but how you approach it's very different to someone else. And that's how you can attract clients. One of the things that I find with a lot of service-based businesses who struggle with that is that they don't realize that often the reason why people will purchase or, or buy invest into you is not because of the topic or the expertise per se but rather who you are and how you're going to make them feel as you're delivering that service have you found that to be true as well with service-based businesses most definitely and just i experienced this the other day so i've been going to my dentist i hope he's not listening but i've been going to my dentist for 10 years and he always tells me about how he's the best guy and he cares for my teeth. And, you know, he's the only person who, in the whole of Australia who can do the service that he does, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. One time I had to go somewhere else and I felt that, oh, you know, I'm being disloyal to him. Mm. I've had, he's had my business for 10 years. But I was like, okay, I have to get this done. And I didn't have an hour and a half to drive to him. So I've moved houses and that's why it's an hour and a half to drive to him. So I went to this other dentist who's 10 minutes from my house and it was the most amazing experience ever. From the time I walked in through to the time I walked out, I was, I was blown away by the service. Yes. Now, I expect a dentist to be able to do their job. I don't question you know, mm. what they do, but it was how they made you feel, the look of the place, the services they provide, the, the ease of accessibility. Mm. It was the entire experience that they created that was so much better. Yes. That um, yeah, I don't want to go back to my old dentist now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And as you say, hopefully and, and it's not. Is... What a lesson. What a great lesson for all of us to learn. Yeah. It, it is and, the experience that we create for sure. 
And it, it's such a good reminder for us too, is that in any aspect of our mindset, being closed off or being careful or not wanting to share for whatever that scarcity mindset, is that impacting how we're delivering an experience with our customers. I remember years ago, and thankfully it's changed a little bit now, but I remember a mentor, this is well over a decade ago, would say, don't share all of your content. And I was thinking, why wouldn't I? I'm happy to share and if people can implement, because my passion <laughs> is impacting the world one message at a time. So why wouldn't I share? And that was really the scarcity mindset, just give them a little bit and get them into the funnel. And it's like, no, 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 no. And thankfully now the message has changed. Share, 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 give all or as much value as you can and um you know then and then i think that's a a much better place to be i'm going to show my age but when they used to release cds and you know records and stuff which was the song that you bought the cd for yes it was the best song they always played the best song and that's how you built a following by giving out your best stuff yes and so give out your cds give out your best stuff because it doesn't matter people are always going to try and copy you yeah. You know, nothing in this world is, is, is brand new. I actually did a presentation the other day where I ran through ads from the 1920s and I showed people that the ads in the 1920s were the same as the ads that we have now. Mm. The same, you know, messaging, etc. They had, you know, the movie stars in the 1920s saying you need white teeth, you need to buy their teeth whitening. Mm-hmm. It's the same as people on Instagram right now saying, you know, you need the teeth whitening. The, the message is the same, the products are the same. You know, there's, of course, there's some different products, yeah. but just the medium has changed. Yeah. So give it all away. The people are buying you. They're not, bu- they're not actually buying the product. That's correct. And, and that's the whole thing. I think if, if you think that you're giving everything away through the content that you continue to share, you have not yet fully realized the real value that you offer. And yeah, and it's in those deeper conversations, the ahas, the one question that suddenly comes to you that you ask a client that has them pivot to a way or an area that they would never have even assumed. So I love that. Now we promised, you promised to speak into one of the things that I think many business owners are still not tapping into fully or they think they have, but they're not. And that is automation to clone ourselves. We've only got a limited amount of time, but so many technologies that we can harness to free up our time so we can focus on things that we um, know is our best use of time. Talk a little bit about automation and some of the tools and things maybe that you're using that uh, we can leverage too as we're building our businesses. One of the tools that we use is Infusionsoft. It's rebranded as Keep and it is the backbone of our businesses. Mm. I never understood it until I joined the partner program. So one of their reps kept calling me up saying, you need to, you need to get into this, you need to learn how to do this. I was like, yeah, 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 I'll get, I'll get somebody else to do it. And then I said, you know what, actually, I'm gonna, I'm gonna learn how to do this because I see that most people don't know how to do it. So I like gathering skills that most people don't know how to do. So get in there and I do their training. And my mind has just gone, holy schmoly, this is incredible. So from there, then I took three months off, like off. I told all my business partners, I need three months. I'm going to go get deep into this thing. Mm. I took three months off, learned how to do automation. It changed my entire life, changed my entire business businesses, all of our clients' businesses, because now we implemented into theirs. And then I came back and then I got my, you know, Infusionsoft uh, certification. And then they go, hey, by the way, there's 350 other applications that plug into this. And it's, I've gone, oh my God, okay. I don't have those, I don't have those years, but I understand the, the yeah. bare bones of how it all works. Because here I was thinking I took three months off to learn how to do it all. Yeah. But then it turns out I only know 1% of how it all works, right? <laughs> but actually I'm making it sound hard, but it's actually not hard. I'm just a perfectionist. Simple things like, you know, sending out 
from the very first time you meet somebody, mm-hmm. getting them, you know, getting them. Let's say we had a conversation. We met somewhere at a networking event. I get your details. I take a scan of your card with my phone. It's got an app in there. It automatically sends you an email saying, hey, Anne-Marie, it was great to meet you. Mm-hmm. You know, these are the things we talked about. And I've already predetermined that because I already know the you know, three or four or five or ten things that we talked about. I just tick a few boxes and it customizes an email to you yep. saying these are the things we talked about. Let's have a follow-up call. Boom, you're in my system. You're in my ecosystem somewhere. And based on what you click in that email, it takes you down a different journey. Mm. Now, how many people do we meet at every networking event? 10, 15, 20, how many business cards do we actually even ever pick up and call again? Never. If we built up those databases from the start, from when you start your business or even start now, how big would your database be? And if you had these things following up, do videos, you know, having little videos going out to your people. Hey, you know, hey, Johan, it was great to meet you. You and I spoke about podcasting. Have you ever thought about creating your own podcast? Click here to watch how easy it is. I'd click, I'd watch the video. Now, because I watched that video, because I clicked on that link, the pixel knows that I watched your video and it tells you, hey, Johan watched 75% of this video. Mm. He's probably a good person to call. Or, Johan watched two minutes of this video. He's probably not a good person to call, whatever it is. But if I watch more, I'm more of a hot lead for you. And so then from there, you can then track that into your Facebook, Google, mm-hmm. etc., going, Hey, Johan, it's been two weeks since you watched that video about podcasting. Are you still keen? Look at all these people. Here's a case study of how they used podcasting to build their empire. Mm. Oh, wow. Okay, I'm back. I'm interested. Show me how it's done. And just simple things like that. That's automation. Automation about your invoicing. I don't ever have to touch. I travel for three to six months of the year. Mm -hmm. Most people don't even know that I'm traveling because everything is automated. They're getting emails. In fact, we ran this event in February. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting down in the event and people are getting emails from me going, when did How you have time to go that? outside and email me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that wasn't me, but yes, thank you, automation. Yeah. So the power of automation allows you to scale your business exponentially. Mm. Right now, there's people watching my videos, there's people doing all the stuff online, downloading our books, you know, going through our processes, buying tickets to our next event, all of that stuff. And it looks like it's all coming from me, but it's not. I'm sitting here on my couch. Yes. Beautiful sunny day talking to you. Yeah, it's great. So and, and, and from what I understand, and that's similar to what you experience, the aha, uh, we don't know what we don't know. And simple tasks that we may be doing, we can automate or maybe not doing because of the fact that we don't have time. There may be some steps that we can use as part of automation. And some of the conversations that I have with people, they're a little bit hesitant of automation. I think automation is fantastic when we're leveraging it to enhance our relationships. It's It's not there to replace relationships like the one-on-ones, but it can enhance and then nurture that person through the steps that they need to the point where we can have a conversation or if coming to an event seems like, you know, the thing that they, and and they're ready to do that, they've got the option to. There's these little pieces of communication and touch points. That's really what you're saying automation should be, shouldn't it? Enhance the relationship building over the customer journey. Yes. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Been a fabulous conversation and I know that we've only just scratched the surface, Johan. How can people find out more about you and uh, the work that you do? Awesome. So they can join our community. It's on, if you go to Facebook and type in business authorities community, it's there. If they're interested in the book, which talks about the 10 steps, they can go to businessauthorities.com forward slash new book, N-E-W-B-O-O-K. And 
yeah, they can register. They can go on the wait list, just as you said at the start. They can go on the wait list, and when it's ready, they can they can they can get access to it over there. Fantastic. Well, thanks once again for coming on the show. A pleasure to be here. Thank you, and I'll talk to you shortly. You've been listening to Industry Thought Leader Podcast. Want to learn how to leverage your expertise, monetize your message, while become known as an authority in your field? Access our free industry thought leader podcast series to show you how at www.annemariecross.com forward slash podcast series. That's annemariecross.com forward slash podcast series.